how to be a smart and healthy shopper. Hey there, everyone. So back on our podcast, this is episode two, Nutritious Meets Delicious, Nutritionist K Spears and Chef Andrew Paparella. Woohoo, say hi, Andrew. Woo <laughs> So we're gonna be talking about, what are we talking about? Navigating the grocery store. All right, here we go. Stay tuned for Navigating the Grocery Store. All right, so here we are with Chef Andrew. This is um, Kay Spears, and we are Nutritious Meets Delicious, and we're going to talk about navigating the grocery store today. And I'm going to let Andrew start out with that. So what do you have for us today, Chef Andrew? Well, you know, you and I are just as guilty as anybody. We walk to the grocery store, and we start judgy, we become Judgy McJudgerton by looking at everybody else's grocery carts from the Cheetos next to the Diet Dr. Pepper, which is next to the chicken tenders, which is next to the canned vegetables, which is next to the Pop-Tarts, right. and then next to something completely out of the way like organic chicken breasts. Yeah, well, my clients catch me in the grocery store, and they're always looking at my cart to see what I have, so... <laughs> yeah, we have we, we have a fake cart when we go to the store. We load that one full of, like, grains and quinoa <gasps> and fresh vegetables, and we just push that one around while the, secret, the other one is secretly shopping for the other stuff. <laughs> All right, so what do you have for us today, Chef? Well, so a lot of it in your phase one for your um, weight loss and for a lot of your clients just on nutrition in general, you know, people come to you and say they have trouble at the grocery store. So yeah. we're going to break the grocery store down by sections. And usually when you walk into a grocery store, the first thing you're into is either is probably the produce section. Right. And so produce section is... The first question is, does organic matter? Right. Okay. So organic does matter, but it matters on the level of it doesn't have any less nutrients or more nutrients or, or value than anything else. It just has less pesticides. Right. And we're going to tell you right now that if you shop at the same grocery store every week, every weekend, get to know your grocery store. And we don't mean just get to know where everything is in the store. Get to know the produce manager, get to know the meat manager, get to know the seafood guy or girl. Right. And so, and ask them, ask the produce guy, what do you have that's local? What do you have that just came in? What do you have that's in season? And they'll tell you, you know, this is awesome right now. This is in season right now. Or they'll tell you that this comes from China, this comes from New Zealand, this comes from Chile right now. I like that advice. And, you know, getting to know your grocery store, well, maybe... When you walk into your grocery store, it's not produce first. Usually it is, right? But but yeah, so kind of making your list around that, because one thing I used to do before I was married to a chef is I was like, oh, I need apples, and then I need some fish, and then I need some, some butter. butter, and then at the bottom of my list was I need some mushrooms, and so I was that person that zigzagged all over the grocery store, and one thing I learned from you, chef, husband that you taught me how to organize my shopping list on the way that the store is and putting everything together and categorizing it and oh my gosh that has saved me so much time in the store like i can get in and out of there now whereas before it was like i just felt like i was there for hours so so that's great advice. All right. So so real quick on the produce section, a lot of, like I said, outside of organic versus non-organic and a lot of things that you'll find, um, 
in the grocery store today, you can find a lot of what we call fabricated or prepped vegetables, squashes, zucchinis, mushrooms. I mean, they've got onions diced for you, garlic diced for you. Um, so if you're not really a big fan of cooking, there's any almost anything you can find that's already broken down for you. And should we go into corn? Well, might as well. I mean, bring it up. So as much as I'm a closet corn lover and everybody's a <laughs> corn lover because it's delicious and cream corn is amazing oh, and cornbread corn, and corn that we used to do at our farm to table restaurant. Oh yeah. Mexican street oh, corn. Oh my gosh. So, yes. but I will tell you that you'll see when you go to, to online all the time that the one vegetable that doctors tell you not to eat yada yada is corn. Cause so, it's genetically modified corn syrup junk. It really is. And as much as we love corn and love to have corn on the cob, it's just, it's not the best thing for you. So if you might want to indulge in it once a month, once every two months, then that's okay. But as a general rule, try to stay away from corn. Yes, agreed. And it, again, it's moderation. So it's not that we can never have it. We just don't want to eat it all the time. Right. So what are, what are we moving on from produce? Moving on. Moving, moving on, on to the seafood section. Because okay. that's uh, usually somewhere in, on the, the, the next line of, of what's happening. So you get to the seafood section, see all this great seafood. And yes, I mean, I hate to burst everybody's bubble, but yes, most of it is frozen, but that's not a bad thing because folks, the opposite of fresh is not frozen. The opposite of fresh is not fresh. And so they usually freeze the seafood on the boat and it's a preservation method without using chemicals. So frozen seafood is not a bad thing. Now, granted, yes, it does you know, freeze the, the, the water crystals and you don't have the best texture when you get it. But, but if you're trying to get fish from Alaska all the way to say San Antonio or Florida or New York city, uh, fresh, good luck with that. Um, so frozen, frozen is not a horrible thing. Well, let's tell them, okay, let's move on to tell us the different chef between wild caught and farm raised and when should that be a big deal is that a big deal for all fish or just some or well so i'm going to tell everyone also so we're talking about fish and i know that it's a really popular um fish but honestly folks tilapia is the corn of seafood yeah right it's just it's the bottom dwelling just not good it's the the kissing cousin of the catfish mm -hmm. um and so it's on a lot of restaurant menus now but i will tell you folks please stay away from it it's but just wild it's, caught salmon is important right yes wild caught trout and orange roughy um so you know there are some really good farm raised fishes farm raised trout is actually really good but when do we need to watch out for the mercury is that that's in sea like like warm uh, water warm water warm okay. water so Hawaiian tuna, mahi-mahi, um, marlin, uh, things that come out of the Gulf of Mexico. Things, yeah, correct. Things that come out yeah. of Southern California. Anything that swims in warm water. Also, what I know is that the smaller the fish is, like sardines and stuff, you don't need to be so particular about that. But yeah, shark and... Um, uh, swordfish and all correct, that, the correct. fish. Correct, so, yeah. correct. So exactly what you're talking about, haddock. Pollock, cod, sardines, anchovies, mackerel, all these are cold water fish, which means that they grow more fat. Okay. And so when they grow more fat, that's the omega-3s that we're looking for. Right. And they're not going to have the mercury. So, okay. 
Perfect. So should we move on? Yeah. All right. Where are we going now in the grocery store? Well, so we're pushing our cart, pushing our cart, and let's get, oh, now we're in the protein section. All right. Chicken, beef, pork, duck, uh, lamb, bison, all that good stuff. Yeah. So let's start with chicken because chicken is, well, we... <laughs> We joke about chicken is the khaki pants of the culinary <laughs> world. It's just, it's bland. It's plain. It's just straight lace. It's just it chicken. It gets so boring, except when you make a million sauces for it, which we're going to talk in one of our episodes, but go ahead. So. Exactly. So chicken, you have chicken thighs, chicken breasts, chicken tenders. You have organic chicken, non-organic chicken, what thin sliced, not thin sliced. So local organic is your best. Uh, non non-hormone pasture raised um and these are chickens that unfortunately even though it says pasture raised are let out from their pens about an hour every day to get some exercise they're but happy they're, chickens they are happy chickens and so it just it creates a better product and the big thing that you're going to see these days is air chilled chicken you see a lot of like whole food type places what does that mean air so air chilled it means that the, the, the chicken is put out and it's just, it's blasted with cold air and it just gives the actual skin a better texture. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't have anything to do with the nutrients or the hormones or anything that the chicken's been fed because, well, let's face it, it's dead already. <laughs> but, 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 but when you, when you, when you're, when you're looking for chicken, the difference in price is honestly a big difference in quality. Yeah, but we do want to stay away from the hormone-free and the pasture. Yeah, you know, we, I mean, we don't want, we want to get hormone-free pasture-raised chickens, those, because we're, we're just pumped with a lot of hormones. And the same thing with our eggs. They don't just need to say organic. I get asked this all the time. They need to be pasture-raised chickens. You're going to see when you open those eggs up, they're orange instead of yellow. They have more essential And you can acids. taste it. They're yeah. rich. They yeah. have like this rich egg flavor versus just a eh, yeah. egg flavor. Exactly. So Okay, so that's good to know. So where are we next? So now we're in the beef section. Okay. So now we're in the beef section, and the USDA has, as everybody knows, you know, uh, come up with grades for all their beef. We have prime, we have select, we are we choice, like and we have fit. select. Yeah, so. That's higher in conjugated linoleic acid, which for those of you that don't know what that is, and I don't expect you to, it's going to give you more benefits for your cells. It actually can help with weight loss because it's providing some good um, content of what we need to be eating. We're not getting the hormones again, and it's going to be a lot better for us. So do yourself a favor. Spend the extra couple of bucks one time. Buy that one pound of grass-fed beef. Take it home. Just make a simple burger patty. Cook it off and taste it. And the first thing you're going to say is, wow. This tastes like meat. And the reason why is because of the iron in the grass, which is why the meat is red. Right. Um, and so so you have prime, which is prime worth it? Yes. Is it necessary? Not as much. Uh, then you have choice. Uh, choice is a very, very good product. And when you get a lot of secondary cuts, they're choice. But secondary cuts is where a lot of the... Of the interwoven uh, fat is uh, when you read our cookbook is that you know the secondary cuts is where a lot of the flavor is but you gotta you have to have more time to cook them um, and then you have select and select you can use for ground meat and ground ground your own hamburger meat which I definitely recommend for anybody if you're gonna do anything with ground beef do yourself a favor if you have if you don't have it get a, uh, a meat grinder 
and grind your own beef. I'm telling you, you're going to save yourself a lot of nutritional value. Well, and for those of you that are just looking to be overall healthy, you can get the grass-fed ground beef. They even have, you know, good qualities at Costco on that. So, um, so good stuff out there. So where are we going next? Wink, wink. We're going to go into pork. Okay. And so there, <laughs> there is no USDA grade on pork. Pork is pork is pork is pork. Now you've got tenderloins and pork chops and pork butts and pork shoulders and um, pork chops and applesauce. Pork chops and applesauce. <laughs> Maybe you watch the uh, Brady Bunch. Um, and so, so my my comment to you about pork is, like I said, there, there's no grade on pork. But stay away from the pre-marinated, honestly, anything. Yeah. Because usually the second to third ingredient on these marinades is sugar, mm-hmm. which is what we're going to get into on our next podcast about the art of reading labels and, and, and whatnot. But, nice. but stay away from things that, that, that have sugar, maltodextrin, guar gum. So explain cured and uncured. Let's get into that. Well played. So when we get into the bacon and sausage and the cured meat section now, now this is somewhere where grocery stores have come, have stepped up big time in probably the last two to three years is the word uncured. So when you used to have bacon, used to have sausage, and used to have cured meats, they used what's called a pink powder. Now this pink powder was enough, a quarter teaspoon was enough to dilute a five-gallon bucket of water. So that's wow. probably something that's not that you don't really want to be putting in your body. But the thing is, it would cure meat probably five to ten times faster than if you just salted it. So if you get something that's uncured, means that it's just, it's, they're using the natural um, process of using salt to draw out all the moisture to cure. They're not using a uh, activated powder Mm -hmm. uh, to cure the meat. Nice, nice. Okay. So that's all really good information. And so you can get uncured bacon and uncured turkey. Uncured bacon, bacon uncured sausage, uncured prosciutto, uncured salami. Okay. It's it, it it's all out there now. Uncured hot dogs. Okay. Uncured ham. Nice, nice. All right. So so now we're Mr. Chef Andrew. Let's see. So let's go into the uh, just what we're talking about: uncured ham, bacon, sausage, the lunch meat section, the deli section, the cheese section. That's um, a lot to cover. We've got 15 minutes left, so let's um let's just kind of move through. Like Applegate is the one I like that's nitrate-free and clean. And Right, and a lot of your local grocery stores now have their own uncured section. But, folks, the big thing here is if it's a sliced deli meat that doesn't look like it actually came off the animal, then don't buy it. Right. Okay, so if you're at the deli and it's a loaf of something that came off of a turkey – It's probably been processed about a couple different times and then pressed into a loaf and steamed and cooked and cured. And now it's being passed off as turkey deli meat. Okay. And so cheeses, let's get into that. And I'm going to start off with this because, you know, you can go to HEB or whatever your store is for, you know, we're in Florida, so it's Publix and it's different from everywhere. Our podcast, of course, goes all over the, all over the world. So the things you want to look for is that the more, the longer the cheese is aged, the better it is for you. So really, the more pungent cheeses, like blue cheese that are fermented, they're going to give you that Swiss, good- Swiss, Emmentaler. Good bacteria. Raw long, cheddar cheese. Long-aged cheddar cheeses. 
they're going to give you actually good bacteria, which is good for your immune system and stuff. So the longer it's aging, you also want to stay away from yellow cheeses. Please stay away from anything American cheese. Velveeta. Stay away from processed cheeses because those... You know, and some people can't even do cheeses and dairy. It's not good. They're they're more inflammatory foods. But if you enjoy cheese like I do, you know, fetas, goat cheese, sheep's cheese. Fresh mozzarella. Fresh mozzarella. You know, stick with those and definitely don't do the uh, the Velveeta and all the processed cheeses. Please. So, yeah. All right. So moving on, moving on. Where are we going? Okay. So now we're just on to the grocery store. So let's pick an aisle. Let's pick a, the dressings aisle. Okay. Mayonnaise, salad dressings, mustard, barbecue condiments. sauce. Condiments. Condiments. That's what it's going to say on your... Is it a condom or a mint? It's condiment. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so when you're going down this aisle, honestly, except for the mustard, skip this aisle altogether. Mustard is good for you. Mustard vine- mustard is a vinegar-based sauce. Yes. It's very rare that you find a mustard that has salt, sugar in it, uh, That's unless it's mixed with something that's like honey mustard. Uh, but your most of your salad dressings, most of your mayonnaises, they're just, they have a preservative. That's why they're, it, they're made with eggs and oil. And if they're made with eggs and they're sitting on the shelf at room temperature, means they have a preservative. Yeah. So we like Dijon mustards. We like um, whole grain mustard is probably the best one out there. Uh, but stay away from your your honey mustards and your and your dressings that are just that are okay. Good. Your ran- yeah, especially your ranches. I hate to bust no, everybody's not, bubble, we're not, but we're not doing that. That's all soybean oil and stuff. So we we have recommendations for healthy salad dressings. Again, that's our nutritious meats delicious. Farm to Table Cookbook, which you can get on the K-Spears, www.kspears website under Nutritious Meats Delicious, where these podcasts are coming from. So keep going. All right, next aisle over is the bread aisle. Okay. You can almost kind of skip this one all together as well. I mean, we're all talking about gluten-free and gluten-free and gluten-free, which you're going to find in the freezer section, because if it is gluten-free, it's not going to be in this section. Well, and not everyone's doing gluten-free, but here's what I'm going to tell you. White Wonder Bread is not going to get your body healthy that is all just sugar Sugar. and they've taken all the the good nutrients out of it and so you know if you're trying to at least be healthy and you're not really concerned about being gluten-free and you don't need to be because you're not you don't have a sensitivity then at least get whole grains incorporate some and it has to say 100 whole grain to be legit exactly those of you who have gluten sensitivities, this might be something where you need to reach out to us. We have a ton of recipes. I'm gluten sensitive. Uh, we work with p- patients that are celiac, and, and I've been a, a nutritionist for over 29 years, and we work with people that have specific issues. So that's that's another show. Okay, so where are we going from there? We've- now we're going to the canned vegetable aisle. Yeah. So canned vegetable, pretty much outside of canned tomatoes, uh, you can pretty much steer clear of this aisle because any vegetable that's in a can has been so fabricated and processed that it's lost all nutritional value. Right. Um, there are some things like asparagus that's in a jar, artichokes in a jar that are kind of preserved. But even still at that point, you know, Canned tomatoes is pretty much what I'm talking about, folks. And just whenever you buy a canned tomato, tomato paste, whole tomatoes, crushed tomatoes, tomato sauce, just read the label. Make sure there's no sugar, sugar or corn syrup right. solids or anything like that. You can it. buy some organic beans in a can. 
um, you know, especially if you're going to be doing like black beans or something, um, you know, but our pantry is pretty much a, it's, it's a, we don't use it for food. It's like a storage pantry. Like we don't have, we use fresh foods and that is best. Fresh is best, right? Absolutely. And don't be afraid of fresh because that's what we're here for. We are here to help you navigate you through making fresh foods easy. Yeah. All right, next okay. aisle over. We got five minutes left. Where are we going? Beverages. All right, let's do it. Beverages. Skip this aisle altogether unless you're grabbing Pellegrino, Topo Chico, or My bottled favorites. water. Yes. Okay, so you can do a lot with Topo Chico and Pellegrino. Come on, let's talk about a couple of our mock cocktails or even just our, our drinks that we do with. Well, just take, we talked about in the last episode, the rose hips teas that you mix with a little bit of swerve sweetener, right. a splash of Topo Chico, maybe some uh, fresh ginger, and there's your mocktail. Right. Um, and um, So just Topo Chico and Pellegrino in general, staying away from things that are like, like the crystal lights, which of course are going to be made with sucralose and stuff that you want to stay away from. Marketing, Even herbal teas, right? Without marketing, adding- marketing tricks, folks. Sugar-free, fat-free, dairy-free, yeah, right. um, non-fat, low-fat. You can do herbal teas. Um, all the teas we talked about on our other episode, hibiscus tea, rose hips tea, green tea, just black tea, you can do them uh, as an iced tea and you can use um, Swerve or another sweetener we found from Japan. Um, Boca Sweet. Boca Sweet. There's some things you can do that are not gonna raise your glucose, your insulin and glucose levels, but are gonna provide you with, you know, the sweetness that you're looking for. Um, anyway, so. Next we, aisle. Okay. Snack aisle. Uh-oh, snack Uh-oh. aisle. This, is, this is the danger zone. <laughs> So again, avoid 90% of this aisle except for, so we say you stay away from corn, but if you're ever going to have like this one corn chip craving, blue corn tortilla chips is where it's at. And if you look at the recipe, it's usually just blue corn, um, lime and salt and blue corn is higher in fiber. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's usually the way to go or a, uh, what's the, uh, the, there's a popcorn that's, um, I don't know, skinny popcorn? Thank you, skinny yeah, pop yeah, yeah. popcorn. Okay. Um, but stay away from artificial butters, artificial flavors. Anything that's flavored right. is not in your best interest. Okay, so, but there's also lots of grain-free chips out there. There's a lot, there's sweet potato chips. My, Absolutely. My green pea harvest chips that I love every once in a while. For yeah, it's like a green pea Cheeto. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. So, there are healthy snacks. All right, so moving along, we got three minutes left. All right, I guess we're in the dairy section now. Oh my goodness, okay. Milk, cream, cottage cheese, eggs. Um, well, we talked about eggs earlier. Hashtag fat does not make you fat. Thank you. But there is about moderation and making sure you're on the right program and it's balanced and you're not eating lard and bacon and cream cheese and blah, blah, blah. We need good plant-based fats. And it's okay to have real butter, right? Kerrygold, real butter. Kerrygold from Ireland, folks. If you look at that, like the eggs versus regular butter, it's orange, not yellow. And yeah. it's just it's uh, just so full of just vitamins and nutrients. Vitamin A, vitamin D. Most people are deficient in vitamin D. Hello, we're not getting enough 
of the true good fats that we used to get when we would go and milk the cow and get the, the milk delivered to our door and the real butter that was churned at the farm. I mean, we're missing out on a lot of those things for sure. So yeah, so what else? Well, sour cream, you know, sour cream is a good fermented food. The same thing with yogurt, but get the full fat one. Yes. Not the uh, half fat, no fat, some fat. You want the fat. Kay, tell us about brain fat. Well, our brain is 67% fat. So of course we want good fats. Again, olive oil, coconut oil, butter. Avocado oil. Avocado oil. Thank you. Um, flax oil. Um, sour cream is good. You know, whipping cream. There, there's lots of things we can do. If you're doing a well-balanced, customized program, you're not going to gain fat. Unless and you're folks, just... it's not the fat that makes you fat. It's the sugar and the gluten. Yes. But unless you're overdoing it on the fat. I mean, if you sit there and eat a pint of sour cream. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> not that anyone would do that. But if you did, of course, it's going to, it matters. But no, the actual... It's, it's all about what you're putting in your body. All right. All right. So, so, lastly, so, well, we've kind of gone through the entire grocery store. So basically, folks, what we're trying to tell you is, you know, connect with us, learn the art of reading labels, um, be cognizant of what you put in your cart, uh, be cognizant of what you're buying for your families and for your kids. There's lots and lots of positive alternatives, and that's what we're here for. That's the research that we've done that we're willing to pass on to you. So please. Yeah, reach out to us. So here's how you can reach us. Our website is www.kspears.com, and then you can go to the tab Nutritious Meats Delicious. That's actually, uh, we have a YouTube. We've published a Farm to Table Cookbook. You can reach out to us so many ways. You can call our office 210-764-2121. We also do virtual consultations and webinars. So we have so many sources of information, so many ways for you to get in touch with us. It's just a matter of reaching out to us. When in doubt, reach out. <laughs> Thank you, Chef Andrew. And so you know, we do have some YouTube videos and it's called Nutritious Meets Delicious. I'm nutritious. I'm delicious. Yes. So we look forward to reach, to talking to you soon.